All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Smile Diaries. I am Dr. Gita Harb. So excited to sit down today and chat with this amazing human being. Um, she is known for her business and eyebrows. She is the Feria Brow Technique Queen. She's been on Forbes magazine, on Vogue, in Bazaar, Harper Bazaar, you name it, she's been on it. And uh, she came all the way down from Los Angeles today to sit with me. Welcome, Julia Feria. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm so happy and excited to be here. How are you today? I'm great i'm so happy to have you here it's been a couple months right since we've talked so trying good and how is traffic today from la bad, bad. <laughs> always bad is there ever a day when traffic is not bad in la you know in the weekends i feel like it's better coming this way yeah the weekend, maybe like sunday bad. at 2 a.m in the morning <laughs> that's about it so uh julie i'm so excited to have you here today because i um I read a little bit about your story and then we talked over the phone as well and you mm -hmm. told me a little bit about how you ended up here. You're originally from Brazil yes, and um, you grew up there and then you ended up in Los Angeles and you became really successful and I wanted to, I'm very intrigued by your story. Um, so please tell us a little bit about, you know, where you grew up, what was your childhood like and um, where did you grow up? So. So I grew up in this small city in Brazil mm -hmm. called Itaperuna. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like four hours from Rio. Okay. And my childhood was one of the best ones. Um, I grew up like going to the farm every weekend with my cousins, you know, swimming the river, high, like riding like horses, like yeah. a little bit different than what the kids had today. And yeah, I miss that times and was was just the best one. Okay, how fun. And um, how? what made you um, come to the United States? What happened that you ended up coming here? So I grew up in this small city. Mm -hmm. until when, I, when I was 15 years old, my parents moved here to work. And me and my sister, we never really want to move here. Mm -hmm. You know, like we had our life over there, friends. But so we were coming every single yeah. end of the year to spend, you know, few times with my parents but so you were you've been here before yes yes okay. I was coming normally every Sunday here and there mm -hmm. okay and when I had 17 I went to the university like very early uh-huh and I didn't know what to do I I always loved fashion and I, I knew I wanted to do fashion but it was a very small city so we didn't have fashion over there right and my second option was law school Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> no. I will not become a lawyer. No. It's five years, and uh -huh. I did two and a half, actually long. Okay. And my mom was seeing me very unhappy all the time, and she's like, you know, Julie, I think you should follow your dreams. So and you did go to law school? Yes, for, for two, two and, and a half, half years. Oh, okay, yeah. and then that's when you found out it just was not for you. Yes. Okay. So I knew since the beginning, but in, on yeah. my city, it was a very small city, so they did have fashion over there. Okay. To do fashion, I had to move like to a big city. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I decided to follow my dreams and move, and I moved to Sao Paulo. Okay. It's a very big city in Brazil. It's like New York. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was accepting one of the best uh, fashion schools over there from Milano. Amazing. And yeah, so that's why I moved there and how I start all this. Fashion and everything. Yeah. So tell us about your fashion career back in Brazil. What was that like? What did you... I always, I always was very creative since mm -hmm. a child. And I knew I wanted to do fashion. Uh, when I moved over there, I started uh, Instagram like 
10 years ago in mm -hmm. Brazil. And I start shopping. In Brazil, we don't have middle class, you know, like yeah. we have, or we are very rich or very poor. Mm -hmm. It's like no middle. And I was seeing that people, they didn't have like the opportunity to buy expensive clothes sometimes. And I want to show them how they can use their own like cheap clothes to make look like something expensive. Mm -hmm. And this is how I start, you know, I start show people and teach them how they can transform the clothes that they have. So were you doing that on Instagram or did you yes. have clients and you were I'll, styling I also them? have clients, okay. yeah. So I started on Instagram and then people start asking me, oh, can you come here? And we have mm -hmm. this big party in Brazil called Carnival. Oh, yeah. yeah. So course. I was doing a lot of clothes <laughs> for people in Carnival. Yeah. So this is how I... I mm -hmm. was doing with the fashion. That's so awesome. That's so cool. I love fashion too. And I, I love making things and, you know. So tell us a little bit what happened after that, guys. So after that, I was there for seven years. Mm -hmm. I finished my university. I started work with fashion. All my, everything I dreamed for my life was happening. When I, when I, I on 2013, I realized that I was pregnant and mm -hmm. I was not expecting that. Okay. So I was not with my son's daddy back mm -hmm. there, and I was completely alone. So my parents were here. I was there by myself. I was, I was in the best time of my career. Everything that I dreamed was happening. And when I realized that I was pregnant, it was a shock for me. I didn't know what to do. I was by myself. All I knew is that I had to keep this child, and I was going to do alone. Wow. So I And how old were you when I that was happened? 28. Okay. So okay. this is when I decide I have to, you know, I have to have my parents close to me, so I have to move. I literally left everything in Brazil, all my dreams, and I came here. I thought my life was done. But what I didn't know is that I had everything that I need. My faith. You started. Oh, that's so cute. So tell us a little bit about your journey coming here. What was that like? So when I just, so did you just pick up and leave or? I just, I literally closed my apartment. Yeah. My sister went there and gave my things to people and I moved here. Wow. So when I came here in the first month, when I came, my parents were together 35 years. Mm -hmm. When I moved here, my parents divorced the week when I came. Wow. So I came to help you know like their support and yeah. I was actually having to help my mom also right so it was a very hard time and I had to work I just and I didn't know what I was going to do because I could not speak any English back there anything just hi and bye I didn't have documents I was pregnant so who was going to give me work mm -hmm. so how, I how far along in your pregnant in your pregnancy were you when you moved uh, here when I moved here I was almost four months okay Okay. And it took like a long time for me to realize, so I didn't know until three, three months and a half wow. that I was pregnant. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, so you came here, you were four I months pregnant. Here. Your parents are divorcing at this the, point, so when I, yeah. I can only imagine the, <laughs> the stress that you were. <laughs> so tell and us what I happened. I had to work. So I started working in a hotel. I was cleaning the hotel. I was taking the trash out. I was cleaning the floor, wow. the floor for almost six months. And it was one of the hardest times for me because I left everything in Brazil, I left all my dreams, and when I came here, I thought my life was done. I was like, what are, what are we gonna do here? And it was a very, very hard time for me. I remember that I have a room, this hotel that I was cleaning, and this room, they have like a big, big window over there. I was always going there. So when I go there today, because we have house over there now, mm -hmm. when I go there for vacation in Yosemite, Mm -hmm. uh, I see. I was sitting over there, and I was just looking up and said, "God, what are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do?" 
in my life. And I could not see a light. I could not see. Um, But even not having the control of my life back there, I knew God. He was assuming the control. Mm -hmm. And this is what made me have, like, my faith Mm -hmm. that I was doing the right thing, staying with my son. And, you know, I knew God. He had a, a future for me. So were you always um, strong in your faith growing up or it did through all the struggles that you went through, this is where you, you, you saw help? No, I grew up in a Christian family mm-hmm. and I always knew who was God. But my first experience with him as my daddy was when I was pregnant. Mm. Wow, that's incredible. So you prayed for God to give you guidance and... I prayed uh, every single day. My life for a year was just cry and pray, cry and pray. I didn't know what I could expect from my life. But I knew he was there. I knew he was with me. And I just, sometimes in life, you know, you you look right, you look back, you don't have any help, you don't have anything, nothing you can do. You just have to keep moving. And this is what I did. Okay. And so what, what led you, what happened after that? And what led you to become... The eyebrow queen. So tell us a little bit about, <laughs> so about my, that journey. My, yeah, so in the beginning, I thought uh, my plans was I was going to have my son. And when my son born, I was going to go back to Brazil. I didn't have plans to stay here. And when my son born, I met someone, a guy that he, he was the one who told me about microblade. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think you should stay here. You should do microblade. And I was like, what is that? I didn't even know what it was microblade. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you are doing your eyebrows all the time. I think you're going to be good on that. But I, ne- I didn't want to do that. So my plans was go back there, go back. Right. Okay, that I have my life. People know me. You know, I'm just going to start over and with my mom because my mom was with me now. Right. And at that point, you've already del- you had your your son correct yeah so okay. yeah when my son born and so I just I was like you know maybe maybe I should do that he's like just go to this class but I was like what are we gonna what are we gonna do I don't speak English the class it's in English how are mm-hmm. we gonna talk to my clients like it's impossible like was was impossible for me to start something here that's why I always say and I know that my life it's it's, it's just because of God. Like, I'm here because of him, because he opened the ways for me, because for myself, I could not be here. He opened the doors for you. A hundred percent. Wow. As he does today. <laughs> Still to this day, of course. Um, and so you went to this class. You took the so class. So I went to the class. And it's so, it's funny to see how God was like guiding me and opening the doors for me. You know, I was just like walking. And he was mm-hmm. like, okay, Julia, you walking? Are we going to open the doors? So when I went there, the first person that I met, um, she was the class coordinator. And when I told her my name, she's like, are you Brazilian? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And I told her, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I can speak in Portuguese. I don't know what I'm doing here. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I cannot speak English. And she's like, and I told her a little bit about my situation. She's like, I'm going to help you. I was like, was she okay. Brazilian? Or? Yeah, she was okay. Brazilian. And so she sit close to me and she literally translated everything for me. So How it was sweet. because of her that I could do the class. You went through the class. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. That's and nice to have that. So when I got there the, in the class, was a, a challenge for me because every when you start like when you start doing eyebrows, first off, you have to draw on paper. Mm-hmm. And until today, I cannot draw on paper. Mm-hmm. I was like, what am I doing here? It's impossible for me. Right. And I was seeing everyone like doing, you know, the way people normally do that are drawing the outline and, you know, like imagine everything. And I was like, 
this is crazy. Like, I, I don't think I can do that. I just, I had like my eyes and I could look and I said, this is what you need. So I, right. I, I was But like, on paper, you could put it on paper. I, I could not, yeah. but I could draw on mm-hmm. face. And mm-hmm. this was the weirdest thing. And I was, I was out of the box because everyone was looking at me and I was like, this is crazy how she's going to do that. And I was like, everyone drawing like normal. And I was just like drawing the hairs and people were looking like, what is she doing? <laughs> but this crazy brought me here. Yeah. You apparently drew the right way. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> that's why you're here. <laughs> so, so you finished, how long were you, was your class? Uh, three days. Okay. Three days on. Okay. So I left there and I started working my first job mm-hmm. and was very, again, the English for me was a big thing. So I didn't know how I could do that. I was just going there, sitting every day, like putting everything in the paper. Okay, this is what I need. I have to say this and that and that. But I was feeling uncomfortable all the time because I could not, I could not give it to my clients the, the security. Mm-hmm. because of my English mm-hmm. and I was like I have to do something different this is when I came with my technique I was like okay so if I draw the outline they were going to lay down they were not going to know what I was going to cut so I have to show them exactly what I can do mm-hmm. drawing the hairs and yeah so exactly this way it's when I start do my technique so tell us, I want to know about your technique. And I mean, I'm staring at your, you walked in and I'm staring at your eyebrows. And I was like, don't look at mine. <laughs> um, I need to come see you, by the way, because I'm just, I cannot stop staring at your eyebrows. They're, they're gorgeous. Thank you. Um, but tell us in more detail about your technique. How is it different from other techniques and what is so special about it? So, as I said, because of my English, I could not give them the security. Yeah. And I... When you go to a place to do eyebrows, normally they draw the outline yeah. for you. They measure everything. Mm-hmm. They show you, okay, this is how it's gonna be. But you don't know. You don't know how. You don't know what they're gonna do when they lay, when you lay down. How mm-hmm. they're gonna cut? I can cut an X over there, right. and you know. Right. So I start sharpening the pencil. The pencil, the same pencil, the pencil that they use for the outline. Mm-hmm. I was like sharpening and drawing hair by hair. I was like, this is actually cool. Like, they can see exactly what I'm going to cut with the blade before I start the procedure. So they can look in the mirror and say, oh, you know, like, I want a little little bit more round. I want a little bit more straight. So we can fix everything before. When you say, Julia, okay, I love it. I'm comfortable. Then I start doing. So that's a lot more more detailed. Yes. And it's, especially because it's a tattoo. It's not something that you can remove, like, next week if you don't like. it's forever. Yeah. Yeah. For me to be able to show them exactly what I'm going to cut, it's a a big thing. I think this is what makes, you know, a little bit more special, I guess. Yeah. So, um, and tell me a little bit about how did you become so popular and famous, and how did people eventually these big celebrities start finding you? So my first big uh, client was Uh Bella Thorne. Okay. She was the one who opened the doors for me. And when she texts me, when I start doing my technique, I start building my Instagram and I start posts over there. I start doing a lot of people free to have like content. Right. And I got, one day I got a message from her and she was like, please, can you do my eyebrows? And when I look, I was like, no way. I've been working just like three months. How are we going to, I was so scared to do her brows. Yeah. And I text her back and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe she'll do with my coworker. You know, she has a little bit more experience than me. <laughs> you were trying to send her off yes, to Yes, I was coworker. trying, but you know, yeah. I want to do her. I was like, this can be my opportunity, scared. but I was so scared. Yeah. I just decided to face my fear and I text her and I'm, and I, and no, and she, and she texted me back and she said, no, I like your style. I want to do with you. I was like, okay, God. 
Now I have to do it. It's meant I'm to just be. gonna <laughs> face my feet and do it. And I did her brows, but it was funny because I, I, you know, like I didn't know that she was going to say something. It's it's very hard sometimes. Sometimes people they don't want to tell that they did yeah, eyebrows. So I have course. so many celebrities that I have a contract and I cannot even tell that I did mm-hmm, eyebrows. But she was very nice, but she left, and I, I didn't really knew if she liked it, if she didn't like what well, She was very, like, quiet. You were scared. You're like, I don't know if she liked and it. And I, I was like scared. It. Yeah. And I didn't know what to expect. I just said, right. okay, I did a good job. I think she's going to like it, but I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. The next day in the morning, when I finished her, it was a Sunday night. Okay. Next day in the morning, I woke up. My name was in Vogue magazine, Happy's Bazaar. I was booked for months in advance. My Instagram was crazy. And wow. people was like, oh my gosh, she did it. Because when she, when she, she Snapchat the whole procedure and I didn't know. For me, she was talking the phone to someone. But when she posted the next day, people just got crazy. Like, and all the magazines was like, Bella Thorne tattooed her face. And people wanted like, what she did in her on? face? <laughs> and my name was there. Wow. So since this day, it's when my, I started ve- getting like very busy. Yeah. That is so amazing. So thank, big thank you to Bella Thorne. I that know. Is, thank you, of course. So um, do you still, uh, do you see her for eyebrows at all? Or? Yeah, I have not seen her for, I think, a year, two years. Yeah. But yeah, she's, that she's is amazing. So cool. That's amazing. So and after that, you started getting all these celebrities, I'm sure. Yes, after her. And, and you got were, booked. Yeah, because, you know, like when you do someone yeah. that, you know, it's on camera, like yeah. actors people feel more comfortable they you know do. i feel like they think like oh if she did, you know like a celebrity trust her i can trust of her of course it makes a big difference when a celebrity comes to you and they're happy with your work it's mm-hmm. it's the big the biggest advertisement i think and compliment so that's awesome so tell us what happened after that so after that i just got super busy and yeah. i worked in a place for three and a half years that was not my own place and when i started getting very busy i just decided that i had to go on my own, mm-hmm. especially because I was doing different than everyone. Right. And this place that I was working was me and f- three more girls. And it was always a, prob- a problem because I was booked for so far so in advance. Far. And the girls was like not having a lot of clients and people won because they liked my technique. Right. And it was a little bit hard because, you know, it was not my place, my own place. And I could not, you know, it was, was not my rules. I right, had to follow right. that rules. Yeah. And this is when I decide, when I feel that things start getting a little bit difficult over there because mm-hmm. of that, I decide to go on my own. And you opened up your own. I opened my, yeah. Your own salon own. or spa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and where is your salon now in Los Angeles? In Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. I love that. Um, so... What 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 is it like right now? What is your? What, I know you're opening another place. I yeah, I just yeah, I, I have two offices now. You have two offices, and what is that like? What's your what's your schedule like nowadays? Are you working five days a week? Are you busy? Do you have people doing this for you? What's it like? So in the beginning, I had assistant full time with mm-hmm. me, but after a few years, I just realized that. I need to have, you know, I, I like the, the way, I like to talk to my clients, you know, and answer them and like, I, I like to do that. So after a few years, I just realized that I didn't need assistant full mm-hmm. time because majority of the time I'm talking to my clients. Mm-hmm. So I answer them. I feel, I, I think they feel more comfortable. Right. You have that relationship with them, you mm-hmm. know, and that trust with them. Yeah. So. I think it's my Brazilian side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. we are very warm. We like to, yes. you know, to talk, to hug. Yeah. Like a lot of my clients, my clients, they became like my friends. 
like they talk, they call me, and I have a, a, a client that she's very special. And she texts me a few days, she's like, Julia, today it's the eighth day I was praying for you. And I was oh, like, oh, this that's is so amazing. So, cute. so yeah, I like, you know, this yeah. relationship with yeah. my clients. I think they feel comfortable. Of course. And you get to know them. I mean, just, just like when I'm working with my patients, it's the same way. You know, we talk about their kids and their families and their work. Yeah. And it's, it's you build that comfort. I'm a therapist zone. sometimes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 100%. So I feel like a therapist every day at work. <laughs> but I love it. I love talking to people I love learning about people and I think you're the same way as yeah well, so, so this and today I have you know someone helping me but I I basically do a lot of things by myself okay and so I want to know a little bit more about the microblading so tell us a little bit how does that work how long does it last um is it painful and how long is the appointment I've never had it done personally but looking at your eyebrows now I'm like maybe I should <laughs> So tell us a little bit about the actual so procedure. It's the same permanent, same permanent mm -hmm. makeup. It's not forever, mm -hmm. but it, the way you you can you can make like looks like forever because sometimes when you go so deep you mm -hmm. can make like a tattoo. Mm -hmm. So microblade is supposed to be only the first layer in the skin, mm -hmm. and it's a semi-permanent, 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 yeah, tattoo, yeah. And how long does it last? Does it last Le years for or? everyone it's different. You know, okay. some clients, they don't need to shop for three years. Some clients, they come every year. Normally, I would say one to two years. And does it slowly start to fade away? It starts to fade away, yeah. Over time. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, someone did it for you. Obviously not you because you're perfect. But let's <laughs> say some, someone else does it and they mess up. What is that something that you could fix or you're sort of stuck with it until? Sometimes. This is another okay. thing that it's very important, I mm -hmm. think, um, about my technique. So I always tell my clients, microblading, it's mm -hmm. not to change your brows. It's to make your own brows better. So I never do a lot. I never go outside what they have. You mm -hmm. know, I can make a little bit thicker, of course, but right. I'm not going to give you something totally different than what you have. So you follow this, their shape, basically. Yes, because okay. this way, if they decide that they don't want to do anymore, I don't want to do my touch shop, so they can just let fade and it's close to their hair, so it looks more right. natural. Okay, so you're basically following the shape of the eyebrow and filling it more, and making yes. it look thicker, mm -hmm. but you're not really changing so much. Of I don't like to do that because right. I know how it's going to look in long term. Like someone did my brows like three years ago, mm -hmm. and I hate it. I hate mm. it. So, but I was lucky because I told her, you know, do it inside what I have. So make my own right. eyebrows better. So now it's fading, but you don't see because it's mixed with my hairs. Mm, okay. And then how often do you have to do touch-ups for that? Uh, normally, uh, normally every year. Every year. Mm -hmm. And how long is the appointment? So say someone's starting brand new, they've never had it done before. What's the appointment like? How long do you have to sit there for? I book my clients two hours, but okay. it's never two hours. Like an hour and a half, they mm -hmm. are done. And can you go out afterwards or is it like I've seen some people have had it done in uh, the first couple of days is a little bit dark, 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 right? Or yeah, red the sometimes. The first week it's going to be very dark. Yeah. But for blondes, maybe a little bit too much. But for yeah. brunettes, they are fine. And uh, some people love the dark stage. So for a week, a week it's going to be very dark. After that, start scabbing. Mm -hmm. uh, I could say two weeks for you see the first results. Then you're going to come back after eight weeks for touch shop. So okay. are we going to, you know, see how you heal? Sometimes when you sleep in one side, it gets a little bit lighter than the another mm. one. So this is the, the, the way they were eight weeks touch shop. It's when we start fixing. Right. And it obviously it comes in so many different shades, right? To match your, mm -hmm. um, and what do you match it to? So let's say someone's got like 
brown eyes and blonde hair, do you go more with like light brown or do you just stick to the eye color? How do I, you, how I do don't you look your hair color. I look mm -hmm. your eyebrows Your color. eyebrow, mm -hmm. yeah. So you just match so it to that. So I try to match with their eyebrows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I need, I need to come in because I'm just, I actually used to have very thick eyebrows. So if you see my pictures when I was 14 and 15, they were thicker than your eyebrows now, mm -hmm. but I plucked them, you know, back in the days when I plucking know. the eyebrows was so <laughs> in and the thin, thin eyebrows, and I plucked so much that they don't even come out anymore. So I have such thin eyebrows because I, I ruined them. Um, and my daughter now has like really, really thick eyebrows. I saw her brows. Yeah. yeah and it's beautiful. She gets so many compliments everywhere we go. Everyone's like, oh my God, your daughter's eyebrows are amazing. And so she takes pride in them. And so she's like, mommy, I'm never going to pluck your eyebrows like you did. I'm like, don't touch them. <laughs> They're gorgeous. And so I told her I was interviewing you and I showed her your pictures. And she was like, oh, my God, she's gorgeous with her eyebrows. <laughs> she thinks you're beautiful. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, what do you do? You know, how do you balance being a mom? And how old is your son right now? My son is nine. Is nine. nine. Years old. So is he in um, six? Third grade. Third, third grade, I'm sorry. <laughs> third grade. So how do you balance being a mom and having, you know, your own place and, and working and business and all of that? So I was very lucky because I'm very lucky because I have my mom and my mom, she helped me since day one. Mm -hmm. So she lives with me oh, this nice. way. You know, I can travel, yeah. I can do I can do everything because of my mom, because I have her, I have her helping me. Mm -hmm. So when I travel, I'm not... I'm not worried about my son because I know he's with my he's mom. He's in good hands. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? Tell us a little bit about what do you do for fun in LA? And what's, how do you relax? What is your relaxation you know, method? Do you work out a lot? Do you enjoy out, going out? You know, I, I was eight months without go to the gym. I start, mm -hmm. I start work out again probably four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I love that. But what I love to do the most, it's having friends over, you know, yeah. my house, it's always full. I always have my friends over and spend time with my son because I work a lot. So in the weekends, I don't work weekends anymore. I yeah. try not. If I have to, yes, but I try not working the weekends anymore. Yeah. And I, I just love to be at home and watch a movie. Relax. Just, yeah, be home with so my So are you more of a homebody? Or? I, I am. Yeah, yeah. So you're the yeah. opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> I love having people over, but if I'm home by myself, I go crazy. Like 11 o'clock comes on Sunday and my husband's like, um, I'm like, honey, we got to go. We got to do something, right? <laughs> we need to leave the house. <laughs> so, but I love that. I love people that can actually relax and sit home mm -hmm. and enjoy it. Um, and so tell us a little bit about, do you get to travel a lot for your work? Do you, yes. and where do you typically travel to? Normally I have clients almost every month in New York. I do New York, Chicago, and San Francisco, Miami, and here. Wow, so, and I mean, how, so how often do you do that? How often do you travel for um, clients? Normally, New York almost every month, uh, once a month, mm -hmm. and to the other cities, like probably every two months. Mm -hmm. And do you do you have like your clients all set up for like that one week, and you go there and you get them all done? Yeah. So normally I do partnerships with people, so they okay. they you know they make my schedule, they set up everything, and then I go and just see the clients like two days back to back like 10 clients and come back home and have you ever thought maybe about opening up a place in new york you know yes julia, julia <laughs> feria in new york <laughs> yes but i have this place that i go that it's it's actually my client's mm -hmm. um skin place okay she has like amazing skin place yeah. over there and this is where i go to see my clients and 
So I don't know, maybe in the future. Yeah. Um, and are you taking any new clients on? Yes, I always take new clients. Okay. And how I'm going, I'm going to share, obviously, your Instagram and everything on the podcast um, for people to find you. Um, and tell us a little bit about if, you know, if you were to give one piece of advice to our listeners what would that be having gone through so much yourself and moving here and not really speaking a word of English and making it big? Um, what would that piece of advice be? So it's my, this is my own experience. I, when, you're, when your dreams are not working out, uh, open your heart for the, the God new doors that he's put in front of you because these doors can take you to a place that you never ever imagined. So I'm a proof of that. Well, that's awesome. I think sometimes when a door closes, you think this is the end, but it's actually another one yeah. about to open. Yes. So um, I'm so proud of you. I think thank you're amazing. You. And thank, thank you so you. much for coming down from Los Angeles. Of course. And I'm so happy I need to, to come see here. you. So if you're taking new clients, I need, the, <laughs> I need these eyebrows done for sure. I'll be like a walking uh, advertisement for you. Um, but it was such such a pleasure to get to know you. And I think you're thank awesome. You. So thank, thank you for you coming. So I appreciate thank you. you. Look at that.